0: Facts of Faith
1: on SAFM.
0: Good morning and welcome. I'm Nayelu Pondona. This is Facts of Faith on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Today on the program, we'll focus on the issue of the Bible. I'm sure on almost every show that you've listened to on this very program, people challenging the authenticity, the reliability, the actuality of the claim that the Bible is actually the Word of God. So that's the question we're asking. It's straight and simple. Is the Bible the true Word of God or is it propaganda, as many allege, propaganda by humans? Be sure you have your own opinions. The lines are open throughout the program 0891-104207, 0891-104207. Many claim that this is not the express word of God. It's the word of people who wrote the Bible to keep us benign, to keep us sedated. Is that true? If you have some information to share with us, we'd like you to do that. If not, please clearly label what you're going to say as fact or just your opinion. Your opinions are welcome, but if it's a fact, we'd love you to share with us where you predicate your facts on. Facts of Faith begins right now. You're listening to Facts of Faith on SAFM. The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium if you are excitable profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on kindly note that just as the anchor is all participants guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly facts of faith begins right now we are together until 11 o'clock so let me make this clear and plain to everybody listening and participating if you won't going to be participating the program please feel free to join in the spirit of the program and the spirit of the program is to get down to the facts of the issue we understand that we have opinions and we're welcoming you to give us your opinions but when you share an opinion please clearly label it as an opinion not a fact and if it's a fact Please expect me to inquire about the source of that fact as backup of what you're saying. I'm hoping this is abundantly clear. I'm saying this twice so that we all understand this is of utmost importance. Let me introduce you to our guest for this morning. We do have Tau Haramanuba. He's the chairman of the Rastafara United Front. He'll be joining us shortly and we're hoping sooner than later. And also be talking to Rabbi David Nossel, community rabbi of Waverly Shul and a qualified medical doctor. Good morning to you, Rabbi, and thank you very much once again for agreeing to talk Talk to us.
2: Pleasure, Naya. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me and have, giving me the privilege to be part
0: of it. Also, we do have on the line Apostle Julius Malloy. Apostle Malloy is the president of the Christian Minister's Council of Southern Africa. Good morning to you, Apostle, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us.
3: Good morning, Naya, and good morning to the listeners of FAFM and the guests.
0: If I just might add, as far as Apostle Malloy is concerned, we had agreed that he's going to come. I'm going to talk about this subject for a full hour on a different program, and we're still waiting for you, Pastor Malloy, to give us some time in your hectic diet. We trust that sooner than later we'll be able to have that one hour long on this very subject. But let's get down to the issue. Beginning with the very subject of the Bible, the question we're asking is, is the Bible the true word of God? Rabbi, is it? Yes, it is. How do we get that fact? Is that is that your opinion first and foremost? Or is it, is it a matter of fact? Both. Okay. Allow me to zoom into the factual side as you're alleging that it's both. Where do you predicate that view?
2: So there's a, a number of approaches to this very deep and important subject. Yes. Perhaps I'll share with you two. The first one is probably the most enticing and the most straightforward, and that is a historical approach. Okay. There is no monotheistic religion that denies that God revealed himself to a entire nation, 600,000 people strong. And that's only a portion of this estimated to be that re- refers to the adult males, but it's estimated there were three million people that God revealed himself and gave over his will, his plans, his intentions. That has been undisputed by the monotheistic religions for 3,000 years.
0: Is that your proof, Rabbi?
2: That is the historical, what's called the historical verification. If it would have been made up, when was it made up? How was it made up and how come When it was made up, nobody said, hey, you're making this up.
0: Um, We have been hearing people saying it is all made up up, ever since the time of Jesus. Remember, they even disputed the very Jesus. Now, I understand you're one of your community, one of the people that dispute this messianic nature of Christ, him being the actual Christ. But even during the times of Elijah, uh, they questioned and undermined his authority of speaking on behalf of a true God. So truly go back to the times of Noah, go back even to the times of Genesis. I'm talking about now the Pentateuch, what you call the Torah, that even with Adam and Eve, they undermined the authority and the authenticity of what they claim to have been told by God. The devil said, did God really say? From the very beginning in the book of Genesis, and even Eve qualified the authenticity of what the devil is saying by saying actually, and she was saying something that is not what was written as alleged to have been from from God, so the challenging of God's revelation has been ever since Adamic times.
2: Well, there's two different different subjects that you're talking about. One is the revelation of God, that we would say is undisputed, but the uh, adherence to that revelation that precede the the revelation
0: of the Bible. No, Rabbi, I'm talking about the express revelation of God. Adam and Eve claim to have spoken to God or God has spoken to them and given them an instruction, an injunction. And the devil comes and challenges that. The snake comes and undermines the authority of what they're saying to the point that Eve then dilutes and waters down what God said. I'm speaking about the express revelation of God. Did God say, and that's what we're trying to say now, to get now, in what you allege to be the Express word of God. We're still asking the question. Did God say? And you've heard people call saying that, asking the question in this very program. Did God say?
2: But now you yourself admit that God said. The question is, were they adherent to what the snake said? He said something else.
0: No, Rabbi. I did no not admit anything he
2: said or didn't say.
0: I am still asking the question. I am saying, as far as. The Torah is concerned, as far as the book of Genesis is concerned, chapter 1, 2, 3, we find, we learn, we discover that what is alleged to have been said by God is challenged. If we read that document, that document tells us whatever God is alleged to have said to Adam and Eve is challenged. Even the people who claim that God said it, Adam and Eve, seem to be waning and not sure about it to the point that they contradict the express wording and the effect of what is alleged to have been said by God in previous verses. Hence, we're asking the question today. If this is something that has been happening throughout, where do we get this authority that God actually said if even in Bible times it has been challenged?
2: What I think you're saying is that an inherent component of the Bible is an ability to challenge the word of God, you quoting the Bible, you telling me about Adam and Eve. Yes, That's the Bible. Yes, and in the Bible itself says that they challenged God. Why is that? Because the Bible is such a mature book, such a mature code, such a mature revelation that it is. It's possible to have the revelation and still argue.
0: All right, let's move on to um, our second guest, who still have. I'm hoping we're still going to have the rest. Apostle, is the Bible the word of God, or is it just um, us? Yes,
3: um, it is the word of
0: God. And I would think that uh, Naye,
3: remember, for 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 the you know indulgement in fact, there was never a time in in the in the book of Revelation where the devil say he challenged the word of God. And I think you need to quote that correctly. It was the snake. The Bible says, and then the snake was more cunning. It doesn't say, there's no de- mention of devil there. Uh,
0: I think I, now, d- I-, I did quote the book of Genesis, chapter 1, 2, and 3. If you'd like me to, to read the text, I can do that.
3: No, no, I'm just correcting the fact that uh, it was not the devil who challenged the word. It was the snake.
0: You're, you're referencing the book of Revelation I never mentioned the book of Revelation I'm spe- um, speaking about the okay, book of Jesus. never
3: mind let's get to the point yes the point is this every word and I want to agree with the with the rabbi because remember that as much as we want to overemphasize fact, but we also have the concept of truth and uh, usually uh, facts bear evidence to truth or then they come and want to refute truth.
0: Allow me to interject yeah. right there, uh, Apostle. We are not interested in your perception of truth. We're interested in a universal understanding of fact and people will derive truth from that fact as they so choose. Our job in this hour is to expound on the facts of our faith, and then people will believe to be true or not believe to be true as they choose.
3: You are correct. Now, I just, I just wanted us to understand that. To say um, when you want facts out of, um, and this is, this is what I can agree with you. Number one, it is a fact that uh, the snake questioned, "Did God really say?" And then uh, it is also a fact. That, uh, um, God actually did say because it is recorded like that as fact. And the, and the devil, uh, the snake also questions, his question is also a fact. So there is no fact that is more bigger than the other one. It, though, those are both facts. And, uh, using your very own, um, Argument in this in this particular matter, quoting the very same Bible and and using it exclusively as a point of reference here. Um, the, the the very same recording says, "And God said unto them, Thou shalt not eat of the tree that is in the midst of the garden." Then fact number two, the snake comes and questions that very statement. So whether I said something and then somebody comes and questions, if I really say it, does not make it less of a fact that I said it
0: or not. Alright, let's clarify again another point. We're referencing the Bible because this is your authoritative document. It is not the world's authoritative document. Of the 54 plus million South Africans in the Republic within our borders, not everyone believes in your Bible as the absolute fact. In fact, that's why we're having this conversation because many have called in, alleging that it is not fact. The reason is not because we believe your document is a fact. We believe that you believe in it as a fact and we're asking you, using your own document, if you'd like for me to quote, I can quote from the books that I have right in front of me. I have a number of books that have answered the very same question differently. In fact, the very answers that you're giving have been challenged throughout the ages. So we cannot say because I'm quoting, I'm reading the Bible, therefore I believe in it. I can read from any newspaper, doesn't mean I believe in it. I can read from the internet, quote from the internet, doesn't mean I believe in it. And I can read from these very books, it does not believe, mean I believe in it. It is therefore a misnomer to allege that because I'm quoting your, your book therefore I believe in it we're trying to get to the fact of the issue we're asking the question again if your own document if your own the fact is that once somebody
3: questions what I say yes, it does not make it less truth you accept
0: that as a fact? We're not interested in the truth. Again, uh, Apostle, we're interested in the fact. Remember, truth is an apprehension of those who take the facts and manipulate them as suiting them. We're not interested in what you're going to view to be the truth. Don't digress from the fact here. The fact is, we are trying to get to the details as can be predicated on evidence. That's what we're interested in, not what we believe about those. We're not talking hermeneutics or exegesis. How many do you question a person who believes in
3: something and then afterwards you say no I don't care about what you believe but then you you
0: invited us here because we believe in something, correct? You're digressing there, uh, Apostle. The question is, is your document the Word of God. But we then, know that you... Be- saying, yes. hold, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on, Apostle. We know that you believe that your document is... is that's what you believe. What and we that are, is in fact. No, no. What we have invited you to do is to help us who are not believers in what you believe by aff- affording us the benefit of fact. Let us be the ones who are going to judge the facts for ourselves as hearers of what you believe. And we're asking you not to tell us to believe it, just offer us the facts and allow us to draw the distinction whether to believe or not to believe.
4: Okay, that is fair.
0: Now, I'm asking you, if you are going to say the Bible is the Word of God, that document that you're referencing is the Word of God, do you have any evidence to back that fact
3: up? I think that uh, it doesn't even take a lot uh, to search on, uh, on any platform to find archaeological proof of the existence of Bible times to um, archaeological uh, proof of the existence of the script that were written and inspired by the Word of God. And if we are going to go into the into into that, I think uh, National Geographic does a great job of always going into these things and digging into them and always bringing out fact after fact that uh, the, the stories of the Bible did actually happen, the cities that were claimed did happen, and, and all of that stuff. So I would think that...
0: Uh, so effectively, uh, you don't have any support for what you're alleging. You're just believing it without any evidence. Is that what you're saying, Apostle?
3: What? Can you can you repeat that?
0: Are you therefore saying if you're directing us to National Geographic? Are you therefore saying you are unable to offer us the facts? You don't have the facts. You're just believing it without having the facts.
3: I'm 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 referring you to a credible and a very, I would think that uh, everybody would understand that the the researchers are not necessarily focused on they're not doing the research based on faith. We're asking you Apostle. So if I'm referring you to a credible body that specializes in that fact, I mean I think that is is a fair point to make.
0: If we wanted to, we would have invited National Geographic to come and give us those facts. What we're interested in is you giving us those facts and when you agreed to speak to us, it was because we had the understanding that you have that information if you don't have the information we will respectfully allow you not to continue if you feel you don't have those facts I, I can respect that which facts are you looking
3: for
0: if i may ask i asked you again i'm going to ask this yet again uh, apostle where is the evidence of you alleging that your document is the express word of god
3: right let's start with number one, and I don't know how many uh, of those you need, but uh, let me uh, do this. I would think that, number one, um, when, when you look at the archaeological discoveries, um, especially when you look at how they were finding the pottery, which were dated. Let's let's go to the, to the easiest one, maybe, that we can argue, because I think now it is, not, it is more about, a, a, do you want me to bring the evidence to you, or do you want to reference it? Because if I reference, then you say, if you wanted those people to speak, then I, you would have called them. So which kind of evidence? Do you want me to bring you the evidence, or what? Or do you want me to make reference to
0: evidence? I would like you to say, for example, the scrolls. I'm giving you an example now of what, how many of your co- colleagues have said even in the various sources that you just quoted right now. They point us to the scrolls, they point us to present-day revelation, and so forth and so forth. I was hoping that you have some evidence. Again, Re- Apostle, if you do not, I will respect that.
4: Okay,
3: let's, let's do this. Number one, um, there is the... Remember, they discovered the, the Nag Hammadi Library in 1945, right? And uh, that Nag Hammadi, it is in Egypt, if you remember. And uh, um, I think there was a scholar, I think his name was James Bresler who... After they have discovered that library and they have um, pulled out, you know, manuscript and uh, certain volume library of Coptic texts that were put there um, by, I think they also don't know who put it there, but it is there, and it is it is one of the oldest discoveries they have. Which are proof that the Bible actually um, was written from very long ago. I'm Unless I'm, I'm arguing first on the aging of of the, of the, of the Holy Script. and then uh, I would think that it would be also a bit awkward if, because the only way I can you can say to me, should I prove that the word of God, the actual did God actually speak the word? I don't think there's anybody who can prove that to say did actually did God actually speak to Abraham or did he actually speak to because none of us were there. Okay. We referenced what was written and we referenced the, the the archaeological discoveries if I had to argue it in that direction. Okay. But for us to actually I think even the person that would have been there at that time, they would still be questioned to say, how do you know for a fact because we were not there, you were the only one that is there. So when you pose a question that says, "Is the Bible the actual Word of God?" and then I say yes, then you say, "Prove it." Then I'm going to say, "Because it is written uh, that it is the Word of God," okay. and the, the alignment of the different people that wrote the Scriptures through different time periods, but talking to each other and aligning their prophetic messages across thousands, sometimes of generations. That already is proof enough that actually it cannot be that this person was simply quoting what the other person was saying. All
0: right. Let me bring in uh, Ras Tau Tau Ramanuba. He's the chairman of the rest of IRI United Front, and he fights for the civil, cultural, faith rights of South Africans. Ras Tau Tau, good morning to you, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good morning,
1: sir, and <clears throat> the honourable guests in the studio and the listeners of SAFM.
0: To the best of your knowledge, as fact can afford us, is the Bible the express word of God? Well,
1: the Bible is not the Word of God. It's a Word about God. And uh, it is self-evident itself. There is no single book in the Bible that is claimed to be authored by God. The beginning with the book of Genesis, it tells you that the first book of Moses is called Genesis. Now, it it, it tells you who is the author of it. Now, the Bible is telling you what God said. So, it's not, there's no God who authored no Bible. That is what it is say itself. But now, religious people are insisting that it is the Word of God. And now, we have to ask... What language did God talk in the first place when he was dictating this? So uh, the bottom line is going to the left, to the right. It is not the Word of God. It is a Word about God. self evidence To the last book of Revelation, it tells you the, the book of Revelation written by St. John the Divine. So the, the short of it is not the Word of God. It is a Word about God.
0: Thank you very much, Russ. I think I appreciate that uh, expounding there. Uh, Rabbi and, and the Apostle. We have now a conundrum where we are arriving at a crossroads in our theses. The Bible is not the word of God, and the apostle and the rabbi Ras uh, saying it is the word of God. Do you have any evidence of what you're saying, Ras? That the Bible is not the word of God. The word about God.
1: Yes. I just tell you that the, from the book of Genesis, it says the first book of Moses called Genesis, the second book of Moses called Exodus, the third book of Moses called. Exodus, uh, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the book of Joshua, the Judges, it goes on and on and on. And then, if it was the Word of God, maybe let me give you the uh, the first evidence. Genesis 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now, if it was the Word of God, it, it was going to say, In the beginning I created the heavens and the earth. Okay. So, somebody, God is speaking in the second person,
0: through the mouth of individuals who claim to have heard God's speak oh. without evidence. Okay, so what you're saying now, is, it is God speaking through people. No. That's is what, is what you just said. God what did you say? That's what you just said. You said God is speaking in the second person. speaks God speaking through the writers.
1: The, the people are speaking on behalf of God. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. In the beginning, man created God in his own image and likeness. Men! That is... In man God is a social construct God is a man-made idea God is a man personal concept okay if there was no man there will be no concept of God yes yeah you don't see anything or any evidence of animals going to church or having any religion or this or fishes. The idea of God, you only find it among human beings. Okay. So it's a, it's a man concept. So man is always consistently, constantly speaking and claiming to be speaking on behalf of
0: God. Okay. We have the apostle quoting the Nag Hammadi library. I'm sure you remember it was talking about the Gnostic texts. And I'm curious, do you not believe in that library, in that collection of books uh, to be the actual evidence of what you're now contradicting? Well, the
1: Nag Nahm- Hammadi Hamadi evidence, those are the writings of the FNAs. uh same men like them. You see, how do you differentiate today the man who wrote the Bible then, Isaiah he tell you that uh, God Isaiah or Jeremiah tell you that God telling him to to, to to wipe himself up with feces and walk for seven days and pronu- pronounce judgment against uh, these people, Israel. And then how do you differentiate those type of men with the men today who are giving people petrol to drink, grass to eat, and all that. So this, in my View is an old madman who put the record of the, their assumptions to so just out of respect, not say madness. But if we are going to go to neurology to say what is crazy, what is madness, is when the people are hearing things in their voices, they are hearing voices in their head, yes, when well, nobody else is hearing that. But the people who wrote the Bible is men who claim to be hearing voices in their
0: head, okay. All right, let's have let's have your guests respond, your, your, your contemporaries on the line to respond. Rabbi, um, you're hearing that are saying it is not the word of God, it's the word of man. God is a human construct and uh, Apostle, when you respond, please respond to him alleging that the Nachamadi Library is merely a collection of books or documents that were put there by a madman, sometimes before 1945, which were only discovered in 1945. So Rabbi, it's not the word of God. It is in itself saying it is not the word of God. But the word of Moses, as Ross is quoting, kindly respond.
2: Yes, it's a very fascinating uh, it is. comment and insight. It is. I believe that they're not mutually exclusive. Okay. They're both actually true. Okay. Which is always a good a good uh, way of going. Yes, it is called, even in the Jewish tradition, it's called the five books of Moses. Yes. And uh, as was uh, our guest, my fellow guest, uh, very cleverly said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The reason for that is that first, First of all, I acknowledge that. This is, but the reason for that is not because it's not the Word of God. It's because the Word of God is such that He wants it to be in partnership with man. The Word of God empowers man. The Word of God doesn't dismiss man. It invites man into being part of the revelation. And that's a humility of God. That doesn't mean to say that the writing down is then invented by man. It's not. It's passed through man to another man, and ultimately to the world. It's the humility of God which allows that, not the uh, non-existence of God.
0: Are you now dabbling into hermeneutics there, Rabbi? No. Because we have no evidence for now to counter what the Ras is saying there. He's alleging, and he's giving you evidence in the very text that you call in the book of Moses, or the five books of Moses, that in and by themselves, they do not claim to be the word of God. They claim expressly to be the word of Moses. That's and rest is suggesting that even so, it is because that is a human construct or even alleging there is a God is because it is all a figment of our imagination.
2: Mm, well, the document continues. It doesn't end with one verse. It continues and says, and God spoke to Moses. How many times does it say that?
0: I'm sorry. You're referring to the very same document we're trying to get evidence of its authenticity. Right. So you're, you, you want us to move from the premise that it's authentic.
2: But Consistent if you are asking that the first verse is that it doesn't come from God but the uh, verse 38 and 49 and 1000 does
0: ok so you're saying when it says and God said therefore it means God did speak
2: And this uh, it's alleged that they were hallucinating
0: that's what he was alleging he's yes. saying that it was a madman who put those documents those Gnostic Gospels so, there it's a madman who imagined that there is a God and put together into a document
2: good so then all those who follow it are mad that's but what he's alleging it?
0: there's a lot of intelligent people who are not mad who follow it we Remember, we have uh, the, 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 the guys in in, in, in in those times who believe, even in your times, the Jewish times, who believe some of the writings are not so authentic because they were written by the rabbis who were drunk at the time. So we do know that even in those times, intelligent as people can be, they can have moments of error or disillusionment. They
2: are not our leaders i understand we're not talking about leadership the world is flat i don't think we should uh, make them head of the national geographic
0: indeed hence we're asking the question do we have any evidence to support the authenticity of this document if in and by itself it questions its very own authenticity
2: on the contrary in of itself it ratifies its authenticity through the author's words through the humility by which he authored it he could have said this is my book I'm the one who created the heavens and the earth. I'm I'm me 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 me.
0: Yes, it could have. That's what the the, the is saying. That Why did? If he it not? was God's word, it could have, he would have said that. Why didn't he?
2: Because he's a humble God.
0: And where because did we get that from? What? How do we arrive at that conclusion that it's humility?
2: I think it's it's uh, it's perfectly logical. It's uh, logical. Oh,
0: logic. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's go to the apostle. Apostle. The Rasa is suggesting that the Nagamadi library is again put there by some mad man. Some madman. Your response. Do
3: you think Rast uh, uh, it's good to be engaging with you again. Um, number one, <laughs> that uh, it is not a fact that Rat uh, you see we are looking for facts, and it's not a fact that uh, uh, the host manuscripts were put there by a madman. Number two, the concept of evidence. Remember, and I would like us to look at evidence from the perspective of when you're submitting a police file or the case and you have to present evidence. Evidence is what I say, it is, it is what I testify, the testimony about what happened. And when I write, when I present evidence, the court can admit and receive it. Not necessarily when I write about someone say, this is what happened to me and this person said to me. It is still ad- Listable as evidence. And so if uh, Moses writes about God and says, and God said, let it be light, and God said, and God said, and then God spoke to me and he said to me, and all of these other, if you had to have evidence against God, he he would really be found guilty because the entire 66 books of the Bible, people that are bringing evidence uh, to the existence of God to say, this is what he said to me, and this is what he saw, he showed me, and this is what I experienced about him. And if we had all of those many people, not counting the millions that were following Moses at that time, but just the the, the the people that wrote themselves and said, this is what God said about me, or this is what God said to me. God would, would have sufficient evidence from the mouths of different people who lived in different time periods uh, who testify about the same person. And that then will say there is evidence of this person existing because he expresses himself, manifests himself, and he engages with different people, different ages through different times.
0: Okay, uh, I'm, I'm sure when you're using the example of the courtroom you're fully aware of what happens in court while it may all be admissible it then is either verified by the magistrate or the judge to be false when they give their evidence in chief there, at the end of the court case, sometimes you'll hear the judge saying what you said is fact is actually not. So we cannot you're say right. because it's admissible, now, therefore it is you, fact.
3: When you're going to then go into the uh, credibility of the one testifying, then it's a totally different story. But um, if then the, the, the credibility of the one testifying is questioned, then we go to what now? We go to other facts, and those other facts will be like um, an artifacts and scenes of the crime, and is there such a plot that was there? Is there such a setting that was there? And if even up to today, you must remember that, night. that even up to today, there are still archaeological discoveries that are being made. And everybody that does dig around and try to look for something, then they find it. Mm-hmm. Then they take the position of Rastautau when it is ah, it was just a madman. Never mind that one. You know, I mean that is that is. But it is there. The fact that it is there, it is there. It is written. It is, and it, sometimes they even carbon dated to prove uh, that it did exist in the time that uh, all the the writers speak about and even the cultures and all of those things there's a lot of things that are brought into place and there's a lot of uh, uh, um, uh, uh, testing processes that are brought in place to verify authenticity there are institutions that specialize in that and unfortunately uh, when we call them you say no if you wanted to hear from them we would have asked them but we have to refer to them because those are the people that specialize with the tools equipment and everything I'm I'm just a preacher I don't have all those scientific tools and equipment let's speak I say to you, this is what's the case, and that is what okay. the case. But you said that there was someone, whether crazy or mad, or according to, to Rastaudau, but there was someone who felt that these manuscripts are so important that they must be kept in some form of a safe place, and, and I will die in peace. Then that is worth considering, don't you? Okay,
0: yeah. no, I do not. Actually, I'd then love to know, if you believe in the Nakhamadi Library as the evidence of the Bible, why was... all what of the many. I understand, why were some selected and some left out of the Bible? In the but in it, the entirety it, of the library, it was not taken in its entirety to form part of the Bible. We find a lot of it that was not part, that is still not part of the Bible right now. Why? If you believe that it yes. is evidence of the Bible, why?
3: You are correct when you say that. And I think now, we need them to go to the question of canonization, right? I think that is where we're going now. And if you talk... No, 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 no. We're
0: the... not going to canonization there, Apostle. You used well, the you Nahamadi... Say,
3: why is this? Not part of the Bible and why that is. Is that not canon?
0: No, it's your reasoning. If you're going to allege that this is evidence of the Bible, you are then to help us understand why do you believe that that which you believe is evidence. Actually, asking, not all of I'm it asking, is.
3: Nayen, allow me to ask you this question so that I can understand your question. If you say to me, why was this made part of the Bible and the other one was not, are you not questioning canonization?
0: No. I am not. I am questioning. What are you questioning? I am questioning what you are advancing as evidence. If you're going yes. to believe that Naye is evidence of the existence of Unaye, you cannot yeah. therefore cut out my arm and cut out my legs for you to have me as evidence of who I am. If I am the evidence of me, then I, in my entirety, must be adduced as evidence of me. Stand so by. That is where we agree. That no. is where we
3: agree, Naye. All right. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on.
0: Hold on, Apostle. I'm, I'm going to give you the opportunity to respond. I'm going to take a break and come back, and I. Didn't bring in some callers so that we can all engage in this conversation 0891-104-207 Facts of Faith on SAFM Alright let's bring in the Apostle who to respond to the question Apostle you can go
3: Yes I was saying that uh, you ask the correct question when you say why are some of them left out and why are some of them uh, were put into the Bible and my position as far as that is concerned is that there is no scripture that is not holy enough not to be made part of the canon and uh, you can read the scriptures if you have access to them and receive them as the Word of God. As to uh, the people that decided to canonize us and not canonize that, that on, on, on its own is a debate for biblical scholars. But uh, I would think, again, there are methodologies that are applied in testing uh, as to which what is canonized, that is why we have open canon and closed canon. And and that is why then it is very important for us to understand that the fact that something was not made part of the 66 books in the Bible, that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you, uh, it, is, it, it was not inspired by God or whatever. It's just that people that canonized the Bible decided that uh, uh, maybe it does not have enough, uh, uh, it doesn't pass enough test that they have to make sure that they can, uh, you know, uh, pr- prove its authenticity. And I think that and what, does it, that. Mean, Apostle? what entire, does it mean? But the entire the entire written script uh, is from God, and whoever that wrote it uh, wrote it from inspiration from God, and that's that.
0: What does it mean when you're saying it? Because it is because it did not pass. What do does it mean? Can you repeat that? I struggle hearing you. When you say it is because it did not pass, the reason why some of the books there did not pass the test of being qualified as the word of God in the 66 books. What do you mean? What did it fail? What test did it fail? And you take note, these are, this is what happened in, in a very, very questionable environment. When you're talking about codification, when you're talking about the canonization, I would like you to help me understand. When you say those people who codified and canonized in whatever word you want to use, when they put it to a test, And you are alleging this is the word of God. Human beings are putting the word of God to a test. And according to you, human beings found that the word of God failed a test. What then does that mean for the word of God, as you allege, to have failed a human test?
3: (laughs) I like how you put it. That's what you said.
0: That's what you
4: said, Um, Apostle. um,
3: the Jewish, remember there are different canons, and then there's the Jewish canon, and then there is, uh, like, uh, you know, rabbinic Judaism accepts uh, around 24 books, you know, and then uh, when you look at the Samaritan canon, accepts different, different books based on their own beliefs, but the entire, you must not miss this one, the entire scriptures on their own cannot be thrown uh, out. That is my argument at the boss of Julius Morel. And mm-hmm. um, whether people choose to say we are going to read 24 out of the statistics, or some of them will say we'll read 88 and believe in the 88, that does not mean that, uh, uh, and, and you are right, people might be actually wrong when they say, no, this cannot be received. But remember, there's issues like historical accuracy, uh, carbon dating, and, and all of that, stuff, and how it relates as well to other books, you know, within the Bible itself. And when they find that uh, there's maybe something that might make it questionable by critics like yourself, they would feel that maybe we should not put it until enough evidence is available, which is, I'm saying again, research is still continuing, then, then, then that will be acceptable. But for you as an individual person to say, I've got access to these scripts and I believe them to be the Word of God, By all means, be them them because that is the good of God. All right. Uh, why do people decide that some are not going to be canonized, and some of them are not going to be codified, and all that stuff? That is their own reasons. All right. That does not mean by any means that others are less uh, from the Word
0: of God and others, which are the human. Thank you. All right, got it. Um, allow me to take just two calls and then we go back to our guests. It's only one hour and sometimes not even. Let's go to Lusigi Sigi. Siander, good morning.
4: Good morning, Naya. How are you?
0: Well, thank you. Go ahead, Sianda. We don't have much time. Go ahead.
4: Yes. Naya, as a believer, I believe that the Bible is the Word of God. Okay. And we read from the Bible that prophecy never came by the will, but the holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, so that alone shows me that the Word of God in its entirety is the Word of God.
0: Can I respectfully point you to a fact that you are now quoting from the Bible? Which I
4: believe, yes. It yes. is my source of, of, of faith.
0: And now, I might may I ask you to offer me anything that would back up the Bible?
4: From outside the Bible? Yes, sir. From outside the Bible, there are prophecies. The Bible is a prophetic book. There are things that have been said in the Bible which are happening right now as we speak. Uh-huh. Things like... Jesus Christ, for example, was prophesied before he came, and he came. Uh, We can see that there is corruption, there is uh, lawlessness, which has been spoken of in the Bible, and it's happening right in in front of our eyes.
0: You do understand that we do have other prophets who are not in the Bible who prophesied things that are contrary to what the Bible prophesied, and those things also happened. Like Contra- Nostradamus, Contra- for example. Contrary to what
4: the Bible is saying. I'm Indeed. talking about the Bible now.
0: I understand, which, sir. Which, which is, yes. What I'm saying is, if you're going to say there are things outside the Bible that are happening to back up the Bible, that yes. I'm saying that there are other things that are outside the Bible that are contradicting the Bible. Do we have indisputable evidence against the Bible? Uh, let's, for, come for the this,
4: bible. let's come to this notion that the bible is man-made no? yeah now if there are things that are happening out, out there in the world and the bible and also are, were are spoken of in the bible yes then that dispels the fact that it's man-made because if it's man-made then what is in the bible should not be happening that's okay. number one okay. number two now there is evidence when we read inside the bible now someone you'll find that the bible also refers you to information outside of it. For example, there was a king because he has a key.
0: Okay, I cannot take that example. Yes. I got to move on because my time is almost up, and my guests need to breathe on this matter. Let's go to Ms. Linda, good morning. Quickly. Yes,
3: good morning. Good morning. It's Linda here. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to make a small statement. Yeah, go ahead. Keep it very simple. The Bible proves itself, but God doesn't need to prove the Bible. Nobody proves the Bible. I can't prove the Bible. I'll give you an analogy. It's like somebody trying to explain to me what it's like to smoke pot. I haven't a clue. I've never done it, so I can't explain it. And the Bible is the same. I chose to choose that it was the truth. I I smoked my spiritual pot 35 years ago, and it's proved itself to me. So it all boils down to the choice of people. And these conversations with all these people, I believe, this is my personal opinion, if I wasn't a Christian and I wanted to know the truth, your programs would bring me more confusion than they did anything
0: else. Indeed, that's a whole point for you to not that's suggest. It, that's it, So indeed.
3: how do I prove
0: that Jesus is true, the Bible is true? Yes. I can't, you've got to smoke it for yourself. Ah, indeed, thank you very much, Linda. Thank you. That's thank the purpose you. of our conversation. We're going to give you the facts and you confuse yourself if you want to or you just reject it if you want or believe it like Linda believes it. I, for one, believe it. All right, we're going to have our guests breathe on this and we end our conversation Each of you gentlemen, uh, a minute Uh, we're going to have. Rabbi, one minute, go ahead. Your closing remarks, are you there? (laughs)
2: Very fascinating comments. Thank you, Linda, that yes. But the thing about uh, the Bible is that it's more than pot. Because um, at the beginning, now you ask me, is it fact or opinion? Both. What's the opinion? Do we want the Bible? Do we want to have guidance from a creator. That's an essential point. Do we want to be guided? When we buy an instrument, we buy a computer, do we want an instruction manual? Or do we just want to see if we can work it out ourselves? We want something. We want to know, did the creator actually give us a guidebook? And then we go and find it. And it's amazing that three religions all agree on the same guidebook. There is a Bible. And when you look inside of it, yes, it's, it's better than smoking pot. But it's not because pots are for recreation. It's because how can you really live a full life without having searched for an instruction manual? And it's the most beautiful manual. The messages in it are uplifting. It seeks peace. It seeks tranquility. It seeks connection. It seeks um, altruism. It seeks blessing. That's a good instruction manual. And so that's the opinion. So you need to want it before And when you find it, you see, of course it is. That's the smoking pot, but it's much bigger than pot. It's God's kind beneficence that said, I will show you what I want you to do in this world.
0: All right. Uh, Let's go to the apostle. Apostle, um, your closing remarks. A minute, please. Um, The
3: the Bible is the final infallible word of God. And uh, receive it as it is. And if you have any doubts, please um, check archaeological facts, uh, do research, find out for yourself if there is no facts that prove more that the Bible is there or did exist and is the Word of God. And you'll find out that every person that tries to prove or question the existence of God or the fact that God did speak through the Bible, So, I end up giving evidence that actually the Bible is the Word of God. Number two is that if it speaks to your conscience, if it speaks to your heart, if you believe in what it says, and it is able to assist you to live peacefully, to have a conscience, to live right, to love your neighbor as yourself, and to love the Lord your God, by all means, believe it, receive it, let nobody throw you off the road.
0: All right, thank you very much, Apostle. Let's go to Russ Tao Tao. Russ, your parting shot.
1: Um, again, the Bible is the word about God. It's not the word of God. Self-evident by itself. Another part, again, the very same Bible is saying no man have seen God at any time. Now, this People who are telling us this is the word of God, yet the book tells us that no one has seen God. If you haven't seen God, then you can't prove that whatever you are hearing, those voices are the voices and the words of God. But going forward with the canonization and everything, and maybe to clarify this thing or well, that is a madman conception. Is that the Bible as a social construct? It is designed for social control, like religion itself. Now, the authors of it. <laughs> Whether they planted evidence of their document doesn't change the fact that it's a document written by men for men, to control men, to govern men. And and in, in its patriarchal context, it actually shows you that religion itself was co- was created by insecure men to control women. Now you look at the themes in the Bible, more, most of them are women and all that. So it is something that has to do with social
0: control and everything. And. The people who write it, they say God says. All right. it doesn't say itself, I say. All right. Ras Tau thank you very much. Those are our guests for today. Apostle Julius Mori, President of the Christian Minister's Council of Southern Africa. Thank you very much to you, Rabbi David Nossel, Community Rabbi of Waverly Shul and a qualified medical doctor, Morning, a time. Tau Tau Haramanuba, Chairman of the Rastafara United Front. And thank you very much to all of my guests. This is how we conclude today's edition of uh, Facts of Faith. Rameena, Yelupondon and the team... Have a wonderful day, and Godspeed.